Hi, I'm Annabelle, and you're listening to So This Is Love, a podcast featuring the love stories that have inspired, moved, and blessed me. I don't know much, but this I know. At our core, we are made to love and be loved. In a hard world, may my musings and ramblings be a soft place for you to land. I'm grateful to have you here. Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode of So This Is Love. And today I wanted to talk a bit about dating and relationships. After all, this is a very prominent section on subsection on love. And when people think of love, at least today, immediately they would think of, okay, romantic love. Because that's the most intuitive thing, especially in today's culture of rom-coms, online dating. I mean, I digress. But truly, I thought it would be good to start early on with this topic of dating and relationships. So the subject or the story that I would like to tell is of a particular crush, lover, date, fling, I don't know, I had, that has really, that really defined my definition of really how I grew up with a romantic version of love, a truly romantic version of love, and how that kind of turned on itself. And I would say kind of embodied and represented my adolescence from a young age to now, I think I'm still young, but how that was really a good metaphor. That whole relationship was a really good metaphor for understanding the true meaning of romantic love and that's not to say that this person you know I was in a very serious relationship with or we were together the longest time out of the people I dated but I think the story itself embodies really a maturity of understanding what a romantic partner should bring to a relationship and what you also yourself should bring to a relationship. Um, And I think it's... Okay, anyway, I'll just get started. I'll get into it. So I met this guy, Alex, we'll call him, at 15 years old. So at 15 years old, I met him at a ski resort. I think he was a couple years older than me. uh, And he was studying at an amazing university that I really wanted to attend when I was that age. It was a university that I dreamt of going to, that my parents really wanted me to go to, that I kept hearing stories about because this university, in this case Oxford, was just the stuff dreams were made of. And if you come from an Asian educational background, an Asian family, you would know that Oxford is pretty darn good university. So this guy, Alex, he was studying there. And I met him at a ski resort on holiday with my family. I look back at it now, and it really was the definition of just girl, typical girlhood crush. I mean, I saw the guy and Let's give it to Alex, he's a very good-looking guy. And of course, as a young teenage girl, 
hormones raging, you go into excitement. And that was a pretty short holiday. Um, I think we were friendly with each other and he was he was pretty he was friendly to me too. But I, I think the point of it is that I had built this conception of of who he was, that he was handsome. Um, he went to an amazing, prestigious university. He carried himself super well. He was successful in all areas that I longed to be successful in too. And I think that was the that was the kicker. I painted this image of him as this super perfect person who had achieved all elements of success that my fifteen year old self really wanted to achieve too. So even though that was a week holiday, I think I spent a good few months just going back to that idea of Alex. And we had completely lost contact then, you know. I think we may have added each other on Facebook and then just was just done with it. Um, but I spent a good few months really going back to our one-week interactions um, at this ski resort, replaying it again and again in my head, to which... I think it became obsessive and unhealthy, but really, he represented everything I wanted for myself back then. You would think, okay, the story stops there, it was just one of those holiday crushes, and life goes on. And indeed, life did go on. I entered into boarding school in the UK, I entered into university, uh, and I didn't end up getting into Oxford. Rather, I went to, you know, the next best option, which I feel very blessed to have had, and the friends I met there too. So life went on. I entered these new environments. I dated other people. I loved really hard um, these people I dated. And you could say, okay, the story of Alex is just another one in the pile. Okay, I also want to caveat, it makes it seem as if I dated a lot of guys. I, I really didn't. But I have to say that I was in a very sig- one or two significant relationships in my time during those five years that elapsed. So at 20 years old, I was scrolling through... Instagram and I think I was really I was posting a story and I had seen that Alex had viewed my story and I also saw that he had just followed me on Instagram so I wondered okay I guess he would have found me via Facebook because at the time Facebook had just connected to Instagram because you know now you can share stuff from Facebook onto Instagram and Instagram onto Facebook. Anyway, point is, I think he found me on Instagram via Facebook because we had added each other as Facebook friends five years ago. And back then, I was in Singapore visiting uh, Italy when I first met him when I was 15. But now I was in the UK. I was in university. Yeah, I was having a pretty good time there. So when I reconnected with Alex then, I saw him viewing my stories, I thought, oh wow, interesting. A guy that I had thought so highly of was following me on social media again. Did he want to reconnect? I was single at the time, so I thought, okay, why not just reach out and say hi? 
And if nothing comes out of it, that's fine. At least I reconnect with someone. I mean, that was what I was thinking at the time. But So I reached out to him and I said, Hey, how you doing? Because I think he had replied to... An, or he liked an Instagram story. That From that point onwards, we started having a conversation online. Just catching up on the five years that had passed and what we were doing and where we were at. So at the time, I was based in London, and he too was based in London. He had graduated from Oxford, and he was living... I think he was a consultant. So he was and is a consultant, working for a very nice, cushy company, getting paid money, and perhaps being very successful too at least what i saw on linkedin okay yeah i did look at, i did look him up on linkedin but the point is again he embodied all those things i wanted for myself post graduation so we agreed to meet up and catch up just from our conversation i kind of figured out that he was living a very cushy life but I think the difference that I saw when I was 15 versus when I was 20 was that I had learned to read people better or rather perhaps I was more emotionally aware of the people and my surroundings and despite seeing that he had a very nice LinkedIn profile, he had achieved everything I had wanted for myself from 15 years old up to then when I was 20, I still was able to pick up a sense of tiredness, a sense of forlornness that I did not see when I was 15. And without revealing too much, I saw that he too was on this rat race of life. It was just very interesting for me to see because a person whom I had glorified when I was 15 and now five years later was still getting all kinds of success but I felt as if the the rose-tinted glasses were, were removed and I was able to see him for, for who he was. At the time in when I was 20 as well, I was also going through a pretty rebellious phase. Rebellious in the sense that I did not want to achieve the same success that that I thought I wanted at 15. I wanted to be subversive and go against the grain, really. All the more so, it made me more sensitive to Alex's position. But anyway, we met up, we caught up, and I thought that was the last of it. But no, it was not. I thought we would just part ways as friends, wish each other good luck and carry on with our lives again. But he asked to meet up again. And I think we went on a couple more outings or dates. Yeah, probably dates. They were very datey things. And I found myself growing very keen on him. As if I was a 15-year-old girl again. And I was getting the attention that I had so craved and wanted from a guy who I thought was perfect and had it all together, really. So after a couple of dates, 
where he treated me really well and very nicely. Um, sad to say, and very anticlimactically, I was ghosted. I think most of you would have an understanding of what that term means. But really, ghosted as in I completely dropped off the grid. I think he was still viewing my Instagram stories. But other than that, communication had completely ceased. And oh my gosh, I was devastated. Much more devastated than when I was 15 and after we, we had to leave the resort. Because... Now this guy had shown me attention. Um, He had paid attention to me and that was something I couldn't go back from. And gosh, it hurt so much that someone whom I had glorified and idolized at 15, he had basically told me in the form of ghosting that I wasn't enough. For him, for his lifestyle, I don't know. And why this hurt so much more than someone whom I had met and got along with and then ghosted, or even a boyfriend that I had met at the time, why this hurt so much more was because he was a dream that did not happen. And it made me think a lot about what I wanted in love, generally, as a person. Um, And what I wanted in love as a romantic partner, or for a romantic partner. And I really truly feel that this story with Alex embodies how my perception of love has changed and has evolved throughout the years. Because... You know, now now to get really introspective and reflective about it. When we're young, you know. In my case, I was 15. But I think when we're all young in general, we have an idea of a romantic love. Maybe we grew up on Disney Princess. We grew up on Happily Ever After. Or maybe in some cases, we, we may have grown up in pretty tough family environments where we didn't see romantic love modeled in the way it should have been. So we had a very idealistic notion of what love was and we wanted to reach that ideal or get this ideal. And for me, at least in my case, Alex represented that dream. And then later on, when I was able to live more of life and also become more acutely aware of my own emotions, other people's emotions, just growing up and maturing. I was able to have a taste of what I wanted as a 15-year-old, only to be disappointed by it. And I feel that I was disappointed by it because I, again, drew myself into the belief that this person, five years on, was still as perfect as ever. But Also at the same time knowing that he was not as perfect as I had seen him too back when I was 15. So I think that paradox of, wow, he's still perfect and no, but he's actually not as perfect as I thought he was. That was kind of the second step into the evolution of love from really that fairy tale dream to, oh, okay, this person is more real now, but he's still perfectly imperfect. 
but I think that led me on to really understand the last stage of love, right? Or really my current stage in love. That it's not to say that everything is binary, that a person is amazing, but also imperfect. And, you know, that's why we're able to appreciate all parts of them. And that's why we love them. I think that's a very simplistic view of looking at things. Rather, what if we were able to look at this idea of romantic love, that a person can be imperfectly perfect and you can appreciate them for all their flaws and good stuff. But at the end of the day, is it is he or she life-giving to you? Does he or she energize you? Does he or she lighten the load? And I think that part of love I had only just gotten to grips with at when I was 20, 21 and when Alex had had vacated my life very heart-wrenchingly because I felt as if I had to truly now evaluate the person for how he or she was treating me. No matter how accomplished that person was or no matter how imperfect that person was with all that of with all he or she's quirks i had to truly look at that person and really understand whether that person had the heart for me and i really think that's why alex embodied my whole conception of love in my teens to 20s right and i do believe that all of us go through that Alex phase, right? Whether it's truly a person that makes us go through it, a situation, or even an internal disposition. But at some point in our lives, we have to move past the fairy tale. We have to move past the, oh, I appreciate you for all that you are, quirks and good stuff, which is important. But the third part is that we also have to look at how is this person treating us and how do we feel with this person? And likewise, am I able to give myself to this person too? Am I able to be life-giving for that individual? And I think that that last element is something that I have only just gotten to to figure out myself. And that's why we have the topic of boundaries, which has become an equally important, you know, conversation that people are having nowadays. But really, to conclude, this is what romantic love was for me. To be taken on this this story arc, this roller coaster as led on by this guy Alex I am very grateful for the journey he showed me and for even the time that elapsed between our first meeting to our last meeting I am so grateful for it because it allowed me to move through all these three arcs in a span of time and I'm really grateful it happened much earlier than later in my life So I guess this brings the second episode on dating and relationships to a close. 
So yeah, maybe you can think for yourself, where are you at in those three stages? Are you still living in a fairy tale world, which is fine? I think it's still possible to be idealistic. Are you, you know, seeing your significant other and, you know, saying, oh yeah, I appreciate him or her for all that she is, he or she is. Are you also moving past that to also evaluate how you act in the relationship and how he acts too? I think that last part, that treatment of how we relate to each other as lovers is something that we can often miss out when we're in the throes of a wonderful romantic fling or relationship. So, yeah, that would be just a simple ask or a simple question to you. So, this is what love is to me today. Thanks for sticking around and I'm grateful that you're here.